Welcome to We'll Ride for Wine, a podcast about wine writing and song, but mostly wine and writing, with your hosts, Samantha Graves and Lonnie Diane Rich. Take it away, girls. Thank you, Wanda. Thank you, Wanda. Welcome to We'll Ride for Wine. This is Lonnie Diane Rich. And this is Samantha Graves. We're here to talk to you about wine and writing. Yes, and today's episode, 50 Ways to Feed Your Muse. Yes, and let me tell you, she's not a cheap date. <laughs> no. <laughs> She wants blood, tears, and chocolate. Yeah. <laughs> and wine. So that works, actually, for us. <laughs> but that's all later in the program. First, we have wine. Yes, we do. Sam, what are you drinking tonight? Well, tonight I am drinking a 2004 uh, California Cabernet from Happy Camper Wines. Oh, wait. <laughs> I'm serious. You actually bought something from Happy Camper Wines? Believe it or not. <laughs> I was up north this wow. week, and I went to a liquor store, uh-huh. and there was a guy who worked there who actually knew wines. Really? Now, I, yeah. There are three charges that I mm-hmm. did, one, two, three, because I bought the first one, and he's like, <laughs> recommend it. And he's like, you know, you really should try this one. So mm-hmm. I had bought another one. Then I was, he's like, you really should try this one. So I bought another one. And, um, yeah, so it looks really bad. But he knew what he was talking about, oh, you know, so good. I had to buy it. So, anyway. And... As soon as I saw the Airstream camper <gasps> on the label. There's an Airstream on the label? <laughs> I must have some. <laughs> For those of you not in the know, there's an Airstream camper that plays prominently in A Little Ray yes. of Sunshine, which is coming out in February, uh-huh. which I wrote this year. So, oh my God. And as soon as he showed me the label, I'm like, sold. Oh. I mean, I had to have it. I had to have it for the stupid I label. It. And even though I'm not a big cab fan, oh, as a yeah. matter of fact, mm-hmm. I have a very difficult relationship with Cabernets. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. I uh, I have never found one that I really like. Mm-hmm. And I've spent a lot of money because right. I thought, well, maybe you have to spend more money to get a better Cabernet. But, mm-hmm. you know, still, I didn't like that. It not them. be your thing. Right, yeah. right. Mm-hmm. But he promised me that this was a great cab. Mm-hmm. So I got it. Uh-huh. Now, the wine notes are brimming with berry, underscored by earth and spice. Mm-hmm. Happy Camper Cabernet Sauvignon <laughs> is your perfect companion to roasts, hearty grills, or full-flavor cheeses. <laughs> Taste the adventure and live large. That's fabulous. Isn't I that great? I love them already. <laughs> and Happy Camper. Like, Happy Camper Cabernet Sauvignon. Like, just combining those words. That's fabulous. Yes. And just Mm -hmm. so you know, they have an award-winning Chardonnay. (gasps) Really? Yes. I must have some. With an Airstream Camper on the label. Seriously. I have to get some. Yeah. So I will put the label on the wine notes because it's so cool. That is so cool. Okay. Plus, Mm -hmm. it has this group top cap. (gasps) No way. For camping, I guess. I guess so. Because when you're camping, you can't just be farting around with those corks and everything. you got to have that handy little screw-top cap. That is fabulous. I have to have some of this. I'm completely sold. And Mm -hmm. it's awesome. (gasps) Really? You found a cab you like. That's wonderful. I found a cab I love. Mm -hmm. I give it 4.5 glasses for a $9 Cabernet Sauvignon. (laughs) Okay, wait. First of all, Run. I, have to, I have to argue with you. I have to argue with you. One, it's called Happy Camper. Two, it's got an Airstream on the label. Three, it's $9. Four, it's got a screw top cap. Why are you docking at half a glass? Why is it not a five glass 
rating wine? Oh, Why is it fine. 4.5? Okay. It's excellent. It is There's, really, really excellent. The first cab you like, it's $9. It's got a screw top cab. It's got an Airstream. You're going to give it four and a half glasses. All right. What are you fine. holding out for? Fine. What are you holding Up out for? Two five, because I really wish I had another bottle right now. <laughs> What do you want? Does it have to do your laundry? What? Uh, <laughs> it's wonderful. That's so great. run, Good. run to your local liquor store. And if you can't find one, then you're going to have to drive all the way to Messina and go to Romeo's liquor store because they carry Wait, it. Wait, Romeo's liquor store? Like Romeo it has and been Juliet? there. I yes. love that. This place has been there since I was born. I'm going to have to go there. to Messina now. Uh, I, I'm telling you. How far and if away I had known, uh-huh. oh, it's like three and a half hours, but we could do a road trip. <laughs> Let's do it. <laughs> I have to do it. I have to do it to meet your parents anyway. You're going to hear about Sam's parents later. I think we have next a, week. We have a plan. Is that next week? When you, it's next you're week. You're going to hear the story. <laughs> you guys, next week you're going to die. Okay, anyways. <laughs> so we'll have to make a road trip to see your parents one of these days. Yeah, that sounds good. I have we'll to go and wine. get a bottle of Happy Camper. I oh, absolutely yeah. must have it. <laughs> So what are you drinking? Mm. I am having a 2005 Chardonnay from Knapp Vineyards. Remember one of the Finger Lake wines I bought during our uh, wine tour in July. Mm -hmm. I do (laughs) Um, remember. Yeah. Yeah. The wine notes. There aren't any wine notes. I I searched all over the internet. No wine writer has touched this bottle yet. Ooh, it's a virgin. I'm going to do it. (laughs) Are you ready? This is my wine writer thing. Mm -hmm. Okay. Light, with a hint of citrus, mellow acidity, full-bodied, semi-dry, good with kids. (laughs) Meaning if you've got kids in the house, this is the wine to drink. (laughs) Not if you're the old lady that lives in the, you know, gingerbread house that you should have it with the children that you're eating for dinner. That is not what I'm talking about. But that if you've got yes. children, this is good. So yes. um, anyway, I I like it. I think it's oh. it's really good. It's it's you know it's kind of dry. It's on the dry mm-hmm. side. I like it. It's one of the wines that you know we tasted. And Nap, I think, was one yes. of the earlier ones that we went to. Yes, we had lunch there. So, very yeah, are nice you having restaurant. a half flash? No. Why? <laughs> I hear wind going against the microphone. Oh. <laughs> Whenever Sam has maybe. a hot flash, I hear the fan going. Maybe. <laughs> This like wind going against the microphone. Are you sitting in front of the fan? There it is. I am. Okay. There it is. I'm going to turn it off right now. <laughs> Sorry. Should we tell them? Inside Should we tell joke. them about the time that that I used my fan? And you're like, what the heck is that noise? And it's going. Listen. There you go. That's it. Right. <laughs> Which doesn't sound at like anything to me. Right. However, it comes exactly. across. Exactly. It comes across. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Anyway, back to my wine. Yeah. <laughs> it's going to be a really good night, folks. I can feel it. Um, my rating, because I'm I'm not cheap about this sort of thing, is five glasses. Yay! Because <laughs> I don't ask much of my wine. Just that it not taste bad and it get me in a good mood. Those are the only two things that I ask for. And this does it. So it's very good. Good. Um, so I guess... <laughs> So it's gonna be it's gonna be one of those nights. I just have a feeling. Well, it's you know, and we nights. have to tell it. We have to explain that we started very late. Oh yeah, no, we're starting real late tonight because I yeah. I had all these computer issues, technical issues. Yes, right. Yes. Which I'm not gonna discuss anymore. And yes, also, so I we... didn't write my <laughs> my 
my part of the 50 ways. <laughs> About three yeah. o'clock this afternoon, I was like, ah, I got 10 ways. Is that enough? And she's like, Does I it? wrote 25. And I'm like, you show off. So like, the last minute, <laughs> I came up with 15 more ways and good for me. Anyway, uh, while I was having all my computer issues, I was writing the 15 mm-hmm. ways. Um, so anyway, okay, I gave my wine five glasses. Now that we mm-hmm. know what we're drinking... We need to talk about who mm-hmm. we love this week. So it's time for shout-outs, shout-offs, and announcements. Yes. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'd like to give a shout-out to my sister, Sherry, Yay! who just got married last weekend. Yay! Yay! Congratulations, Congratulations, Sherry! <laughs> and she's also an author. Uh-huh. Sherry Riviere writes nonfiction stories about hauntings. Mm-hmm. So she tells about the hauntings, but then she also finds out who the ghosts were and how they died. It's very cool. It mm-hmm. really is. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yep. So she's my first shout out. My second one is to Eric, the guy at Romeo's Liquor Store at Messina, who turned me on to Happy Camper Wine, along with a few others, and thus supporting my wine habit. Good for Eric. And uh, Oh, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. You know, it's such a pleasure to talk to somebody who actually knows wine, that's who's actually hilarious. tried it and drank mm-hmm. it and said, you know what? This is good wine. Oh, that's that, good. You know, that's invaluable. Well, you know, we all have so. to go to Romeo's Liquor now. Yeah, it's like a big road so. trip destination. <laughs> The White House. A- We're going to Romeo's liquor. <laughs> I stopped him after the three charges. I'm like, dude, my daughter's in the car. I have to go. <laughs> I'm dying to go there now. Oh gosh. Well, anyway, my shout out this week goes to my girl Monica Stecker from Turtletown, Tennessee, and I'm not even cool. making that up. Who wrote in with great- this? <laughs> it is Turtletown, Tennessee. I love that. Um, with this enlightening bit of information for us regarding mm-hmm. tannins. Which I said at one point I thought were only in white wine. And I like totally agreed because I don't know. I have no idea. (laughs) Monica, however, begs to differ. She writes this whole big (laughs) thesis from Monica. Anyway, tannins don't necessarily come from the wine itself. They primarily come from the wood. They are Hmm. the, the oak barrel. Most all red wines have tannins because they're aged in wood, while most whites are aged in glass or plastic, which I did not know. So there we go. All right. Uh, She also writes, uh, some whites like Chardonnay are aged in oak barrels, and that's what helps give Chardonnay its bite. The reason Uh. I know this is because I'm allergic to some trees and their fruit. I discovered Uh. it when I began having allergic reactions to birch and hazelnuts, then apples, and now anything with a pit. Poor Monica. She continues, um, mm-hmm. I once used $73 an ounce Gwinnow moisturizer and broke out in a rash around my eyes. Very attractive. Uh, oh, they bummer. use hazelnut oil in some of their products. My friend Jennifer, who I think this friend is actually somebody we both used to work with, so I think I know this Jennifer, um, <laughs> who is also allergic to the birch tree family, connected the dots for me. She told me about the time her husband and her were at Napa, and she puked all over the car after only having one <laughs> glass of wine. Oh, it was very good wine, of course, aged Mm -hmm. well in wood. Because of this, she thought for years that she could only drink white and was allergic to red wines. What a horrible fate that would be. Until she learned (laughs) about the wood barrel thing and what tannins were. I do not have at this time uh, allergic reactions to any red wines, but would have Mm -hmm. to shoot myself if it ever happens because red wine (sighs) is one of my favorite things in life. P.S. I love your podcast. (laughs) (laughs) And I love you, Monica. Keep the great puking in the car stories coming. Uh, My heart goes out to anyone who is allergic to wine. I'm sure there are worse fates, but I can't imagine a whole lot of them. So, um, yeah, so apparently that's the whole tannins thing. I actually know somebody who's allergic to sulfites, which are in In all wines. Oh, man. Oh, Oh, how horrible. Wouldn't that suck? 
Oh, that'd be so, uh, I know, that would that'd be, be terrible. So sad. Anyway. Well, yeah. anyway, at least that hasn't happened to us. <laughs> and God. even if I was allergic, I'd just be sitting here drinking, breaking out in hives. <laughs> Screw it. Um, but apparently, so the tannins come from the wood. So I guess that um, the well, Chardonnay some of the tannins. Some yeah. of the tannins. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I'm really, I don't she know. She said some of them. Yeah. So uh, still doesn't answer how tannins are round. But. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> We'll just I have to go know. to the wine writers. And Maybe they come that from out. Roundwood. Maybe. You know? <gasps> Maybe. Now there's Maybe. a theory. All right. Mm-hmm. Well, anyway, <laughs> also this week, we have an announcement. Those uh, of you who've been to the website might have noticed that things have changed a little bit. For instance, it works. <laughs> we done redid the blog, and now commenting is officially working. I know you yes. thought we were full of crap when we said we'd get it fixed, but we did it. Dig yes. us! Yes. <laughs> it only took us like two, three, four months. How long did it take us? <laughs> We're like, the commenting isn't working. Just deal with it. Gives you an error message, but it works anyway. Shut up about it. Stop. We get emails every day. Like, your comments aren't working. We know. <laughs> and then finally, we uh, decided to get together and fix it. So, yay! Go visit the yay. website well, and give us a comment. Basically, you fixed it. No, we fixed it. You moved it. Well, I moved and then I just it, but you went in and did all like the played. redesigning. And oh, yeah. She, I just kind of <laughs> I was like, well, so, you might not know how to do... Wait, what'd you do? And she's like, before I've even explained anything to her, she's in there, she's like, done everything. I'm like, okay. I guess I don't need to explain things. Um, so anyway, the website is up and the comments are yes. working and everything is fine. Unless you try yes. to put a link in. Poor Linda tried to put a link in. And yeah. <laughs> putting well, the same comment like five times. It went into like the spam folder did, or something. It did, Because if yeah, you do any like links, links. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, so. okay. But thank you to everyone who commented. We have like Yay! 17 comments I know, on the we're comments. We're lousy with so comments. Cool. It's awesome. I know. It's mm-hmm. awesome. Yeah, it works. It really works. Yay. <laughs> and I think that covers us for shout outs and shout offs All and right. announcements. And we'll be back in a minute. Okay. At Will Write for Wine, we want to make it perfectly clear that we do not encourage excessive drinking. Excessive drinking is bad. It hurts you. It hurts your family. It totally screws with your ability to put lipstick on properly. And we do not encourage it. A little drinking, though? Now that's a different thing. After all, wine is good for you, right? It's good for your heart, it's good for your cholesterol, it's loaded with antioxidants. And sometimes, when you've had a really long, exhausting day, and your kids are making you nuts, and your husband has forgotten to take out the trash again, and you start to become what some people might consider a little edgy, in that case, having some wine is a kindness. A public service, even. So just remember that we here at Will Write for Wine do not encourage excessive drinking. We do, however, encourage you to not beat your husband over the head with a garbage can lid, and if it takes a little bit of wine to prevent that, then we suggest a light Chardonnay. And we're back. I'm Samantha Graves. And I'm Lonnie Diane Rich. And this is Will Write for Wine. Mm Mm-hmm. It's time for our Will Write for Wine question and answer. And providing this, uh, the question this week is Lisa Beamer from Pennsylvania. Hi, Lisa. Hi. <laughs> Lisa's question is, I've read some third person slash present tense works re- recently. At first, they struck me as odd and somewhat jarring to read, but I found myself liking them more as I went along. I decided to give this a try in my own writing, but I'm wondering if there are any hidden liabilities to employing this perspective as opposed to sticking with the more commonly used first or third person slash past tense narr- narration. Your thoughts. <laughs> you know what's really funny? 
What? I answered this about first person present. Not third person present. Oh, no, So no, no. all my answer no longer applies. I had this okay. whole answer written out and it no longer applies. Third person present tense, <laughs> that's just weird. Okay. Now see, <laughs> now what, okay, now my answer, here's my, here's my, th- here's my yeah. answer. Third person present tense. Huh. Never heard of it. <laughs> <laughs> I do third person past tense because I can. <laughs> Oh my gosh. I know. That's so funny because I read it and I thought first person present tense. And so I have this whole answer because I wrote the fortune quilt in first person, first person present tense, Mm -hmm. which, you know, for those of you is like, you know, it's like, um, you know, I look and see and blah, blah, blah. It's all, you know, present tense. No, she, she she looks and sees. She looks and sees him standing. That is just weird. That's Lisa, weird. Lisa, what books are these that you're reading? I have no that's idea. That's interesting, I though. Know. I mean, that's an interesting third person. I've present never, tense. I've never considered writing third person in present tense. I've okay. never even crossed my mind. Yeah, me neither. So me neither. I don't know. Again, I think you know, this is one of those weeks when we're not going to answer the question. But I Well, mean, although I have to say I do yeah. use that when I write synopsis. Mm-hmm. Now, when I write a synopsis, I write third person present tense. You do. And I don't know why. You know, actually, yeah, synopsis. Synopsis yeah. I do in first, and in, in, yeah, in third person present tense. Yes. Yeah, I do. So synopsis I do that way. Right. Because but you're talking novels. about what the experience of the of the book is. But yeah, yes. no, novels I've never, um, Lisa, email us and let us mm-hmm. know um, what it is that you're reading that's in third person present tense. Or if anybody else knows of a book that's in third person present tense, I have never read. I don't think I have either. And she said that she's been she's been reading a lot of them that way. Mm-hmm. She said, uh, you know, I've read some third person present tense works, which means more than one. So somebody's right. obviously starting to do this. Hmm. Um, to me, I don't know. I mean, uh, my my general advice on everything is basically don't worry about it. The book presents itself the way it presents itself. So just do what the girls in the basement tell mm-hmm. you to do. The yeah. muses, you know, which is what we're going to talk about I, later and on. I the think- girls in the basement, the muses are the same thing. And I think that everyone, you know, as a writer, you start out and you actually are more inclined to write uh, one way versus another. You know, and the yeah. big difference, I think, is third person versus first person. But then well, you... I think there's different stories for that kind of, because I mm-hmm. write both third person and first person. And I think that there yeah. are different kinds of stories that lend themselves to exactly. different ways of telling. And mm-hmm. um, But I think as a writer, you will tell those stories that way. Because that's the way those stories need to be told. You know what I mean? Right. I think there's mm-hmm. a lot more intu- intuition in writing than the most writers give themselves credit for. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Like I was just yeah. talking about, um, you know, the, the fortune quilt. Mm-hmm presented itself to me in first person present tense i had never written anything in first person present before Mm -hmm. um and had no idea why this book was uh was presuming to be that way i actually tried to put it in past tense a couple of times and it fought me on it it's just nothing would work (laughs) and uh, and i had to move it back to first person present so i I just worked with that and ended up writing the whole book that way um but uh but i think that generally um you know there are certain ways that certain stories need to be told and you sort of do have to follow your instinct on it. And I think that there are reasons for it, but generally your instinct is going to be right. So if you're writing something, Lisa, that's in third person present tense and it's working for you, then my general advice is don't look a gift horse in the mouth. Yeah, <laughs> it's working. Exactly. <you> know? <laughs> 
I mean, just the fact that it's working is enough to be like, shut up and sit down. <laughs> so That's I don't right. know. I think, um, yeah, I feel really bad because I had a whole answer prepared mm. for this for the for answering first person present tense, which a lot of people do find jarring. Yeah. You know, um, the present tense, for some reason, for a lot of people will throw them off. Right. Um, but uh, but just generally, you know, go with your gut. Mm hmm. I so agree. there you go. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, That's a great Lisa. question. <laughs> I had an answer. It just doesn't apply. <laughs> to get your your question on the show and perhaps answered. Possibly uh, <laughs> answered, yes. Send them in to feedback at willwriteforwine.com. Now for this week's We Recommend segment. Right. Each week we're going to recommend something, music, books, movies, TV shows, websites, whatever, that we love so we can share them with you. Sam, what are you recommending this week? This week, I'm going to recommend The Cash Cab. <gasps> Love that show. Love it. <laughs> this is a TV game show that happens in a New York City cab. <laughs> now, the host, Benjamin, uh, mm-hmm. asks you questions, and if you get them right, you get money. If mm-hmm. you get three wrong, he dumps you on the street. <laughs> he doesn't even take you yeah, to your destination. I know. He He's just like, you. bye. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, the questions start out easy and then get harder as the dollar amounts go up. Mm-hmm. Now, we love to play it as a family, but even more, we love to see the con- the contestants play, mm-hmm. you know, the people on the show, because you meet all kinds of people in New York City. <laughs> I mean, seriously. <laughs> all kinds of people. Right. Yes. Uh-huh. And plus, my secret fantasy is to get the cash cab next time I go to New York City. <laughs> that would be so much fun. Can you Wouldn't imagine that- if oh. we got into a cab? Oh, I would die. We would have a blast. Because you get in. I mean, the people get in, and then all of a sudden, all the lights, all these lights are going off in the cab, and they're like, and you see, I mean, my favorite part is not even the questions. My favorite part is when people get in the cab, and all the lights in the ceiling are going off, and they're like, what? What is going on? You know, and you just see their whole, their face is just. (laughs) And a lot of them probably haven't even seen the show, because what what channel is it on? It's like on TLC. Yeah, it's like a yeah. thing, you know, like, like Discovery obscure, Channel or something you know, like that. Cable yeah. channel. Yeah. yeah. But, you know, I you find it. yourself, you're like yelling at the TV. <laughs> it's Australia! <laughs> you know, Fish was the one who got me into that show. He would watch that show and he's like, oh my God, it's so great. And I'd be like, whatever. And then you start watching it and it's just hilarious. It, it is. is so it's much very fun. funny. It is it's very, very interesting game show. So, mm-hmm. very good. Very yeah. cool. Yeah. All right, so this week, my recommendation is uh-huh. Agnes and the Hitman by Jennifer Cruzy and Bob Mayer. Uh-huh. <laughs> I got read it a couple of weeks ago and loved it. Oh, it's yay. so fabulous. I absolutely loved it. So um, it's fun, it's edgy, it's romantic, it's sweet, and there's a reason why it's getting great reviews everywhere. It's also got a kick-ass cover. It's so oh. great because the, um, the main character is a, is a woman who writes cookbooks. Mm-hmm. And so you know how they've got those, um, those like you know, Betty Crocker or whatever, you know, cookbooks mm-hmm. that always have the red and white gingham covers, you know? Yeah. So they've got this red and white gingham cover and the, and the hard cover. And then the flap goes over it and there's bullet holes in the flap that you see the red <laughs> through. 
I mean, if for nothing else, you have to buy this book for the cover. I am in love with this whole cover design. I'm crazy about it. I, I was uh, lucky enough to be able to have dinner with Jenny and her editor a couple of weeks ago. And I was just like, oh, my God, I love it. And that's when Jenny got her copy. <laughs> and then she gave me her only copy, and I had to send it back. So now I have to go and get another one. Oh, but um, it was so – cool, Oh, my gosh. It's yeah. so fabulous. It's so good. Anyway, it just came out on Tuesday, and mm-hmm. I predict a huge hit. So get your copy now and get on the bandwagon today. Cool. Mm-hmm. Awesome. And uh, I guess that's it for We Recommend. We're going to take a break and we'll be back in a flash. A sexy international art thief with a license to steal and a past she can't escape. An ex-cop with a murder to avenge and nothing left to lose. A calculating killer launches a deadly game. From the heat of Havana to the streets of New York City, the race for justice is on. Sight unseen by Samantha Graves, now available at a store near you. Thanks for coming back with us. I'm Samantha Graves. And I'm Lonnie (laughs) Diane. This is normally when we hit the D block. Right. But now because it's creeping we got, into the C. Well, no, because we got delayed tonight. <laughs> so we've already starting been starting in the C block. Much. All right. So it's not oh, about the D man. block. It's about how much we've drunk by this time of the I night. I have <laughs> a feeling, yeah. All right. That's good to know. Anyway. And this is Will Wright for Wine. Tonight's show is 50 Ways to Feed Your Muse. Yes, the muses, for those of you who don't already know, stem from Greek mythology and stand for Mm -hmm. the sisterhood of nine goddesses who provide inspiration for the arts, each of them having a different kind of artistic expression for which they were responsible. Yes, Mm -hmm. and according to Wikipedia, (laughs) which we all know is incredibly accurate and reliable, so don't blame us. We're just the messengers of bad information. <laughs> right. We just like to spread the bad information. Yeah. These are the big nine. Mm-hmm. Calliope, top goddess muse, and the muse of epic or heroic poetry. Which is my new cat. The cat we Ooh. got three weeks ago. The little kitten. I named her Calliope. And I didn't realize uh-huh. she was one of the muses until we started doing this. Ah, so there you go. Mm-hmm. Cool. Uh, Cleo, mm-hmm. history. Mm-hmm. Uh Erato, mm-hmm. love or erotic poetry, lyrics, and marriage songs. There you go. Mm-hmm. Yeah, which, I don't know. <laughs> what? I'm not so sure about the whole marriage songs thing. <laughs> marriage songs. I don't know. I'm thinking, you know, those yeah, the limerick songs are things. before you get married. After you yeah, get married, okay. it's great. Ah, yeah, I gotcha. <laughs> Perfect. Okay. You're, you're, you're terpy. You're terpy. Mm-hmm. You're terpy. Music and lyric poetry. Mm. Boy, they did a lot of poetry back then, didn't they? Were, they? they were really mm-hmm. into the poetry, I think. Yeah. <laughs> Melpomini. Melpomini. Melpomini, mm-hmm. okay, who is in charge of tragedy. Mm-hmm. Uh, polyhymnia, mm-hmm. a sacred song, oratory, lyric, singing, and rhetoric. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, Terpsip. <laughs> I'm reading the, I've the read, little... I left everything out phonetically. I spelled everything. I wrote this part. I spelled everything so, out phonetically for you. I'm totally ignoring like the word and just concentrating on the phonetic thing. And it's just no, it's not working so well with me. Uh, choral song and dance. Mm-hmm. 
Thalai. Thalaiu. 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 Whatever. Comedy and pastoral poetry. More poetry. Because you can never have right. enough pastoral poetry. pastoral poetry? Poetry about farms? Pastoral poetry? <sighs> they had a lot of poetry back then. They did. Mm-hmm. They did. And Urania? Yeah. Who's in charge of astronomy? Okay. So Yay! Which did one I do of it? these things is not like the other? <laughs> Okay, so everybody's like poetry and music and la la la. And yeah. we've got astronomy, which is a science. Astronomy. Yeah. What do you Love need it. a muse for in science? For me. I need Because <laughs> all that poetry? Mm, I don't know. I can only take so much poetry. <laughs> well, in recent years, writers have started referring to the muses as the quote-unquote boys or girls in the basement. The first mm-hmm. time I heard this term was in Stephen King's On Writing, where he referred to them as a bunch of beer-swilling, cigar-smoking, card-playing guys who would throw up outrageous suggestions to him uh, to put in the book. Mm-hmm. Um, Barbara Samuel and Jennifer Cruzy have referred to them as girls in the basement, and that's kind of what works for me. <laughs> they are muses in that they provide inspiration, but also they mock us, <laughs> avoiding us when we most need them, <laughs> then finding us when we're in the shower with shampoo in our eyes and yelling the answers to our stories at us then. Um, the great thing about the girls or the muses is that you can personalize them as you like. You can number them, name them, give them identities. You can have them drinking tea or gin, playing Scrabble or ping pong, whatever you want. The only thing that stays the same about the basement crew for all writers is that we can't go down into the basement with them. We only stand at the top of the stairs and let them <laughs> shout out to us as they will and hope that we can understand what the hell they're talking about. <laughs> So basically that, uh, that covers. So when I say the muses or the girls in the mm-hmm. basement, it's the same thing. Yes. The girls in the basement are the muses. Yes. You know, so mm-hmm. there you go. Mm-hmm. All right. So now we begin with 50 ways to feed your muse or your girls in the basement, whatever you want to call it. Mm-hmm. All right. So you go ahead and get started. Okay. And what I discovered when I was doing this yes. list mm-hmm. is that my ways fell into two categories. Oh, yes. Feeding my muse mm-hmm. with information. Uh-huh. Or ignoring my muse so she could rest. I like it. I Isn't think that that's, weird? I think that's probably pretty yeah. accurate. Yeah. Okay. I think that probably so, applies to all of mine, too. Yeah. I just wasn't smart so, enough to think of it that way. <laughs> <laughs> so my first one is to travel. Uh-huh. Get out of the house. Get out of the state. Get off the cow path. Take the muse on vacation. Right. Mm-hmm. And and for people who don't know what the cow path is, mm-hmm. and you have to kind of live in a rural area to understand this, cows, especially like through fields or on a hill or something, will make paths. Uh-huh. And you can see them. You can mm-hmm. see the cow pass. Right. And they all walk in single file behind each other mm-hmm. up the cow path. Mm-hmm. And nobody strays. Right. Nobody goes off. Nobody, you know, branches out to uncharted territory. Mm-hmm. So that's getting off the cow path. And if you find yourself driving to work every day, doing the same thing, mm-hmm. go to work, you come home, you go to the grocery store, and you're wearing a cow path mm-hmm. to all the places that you normally go to, mm-hmm. it's time to Get off the cow path and go somewhere else. Ooh, you know, that was my number 22. <gasps> Uh-oh. Right. Does this mean we have to drink? I don't think, are we doing the drinking game? Because I think, <laughs> if I remember to? correctly, although I don't remember it very well, I think that ended badly last time. <laughs> yeah. I think we kind of banned that. All right. But hey, so, I give you kudos. But anyway, for- <laughs> you know, theoretically, on this one, you drink. 
Because I had it. Oh, okay. crap. All right. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Oh, she's actually drinking. This is great. Mm-hmm. Okay, this is going to end badly. Anyway, my uh-huh. first one is um, picture your muse. Um, I like the image of the girls in the basement. Um, my girls are down there. They're drinking tea during the day and wine at night. They're reading magazines. They're watching TV. They're talking about sex and men and kids and love. There are four of them, and they're all different with different strengths, mm-hmm. and they're all smarter than me. <laughs> kind of goes without saying. But um, but I find that by picturing them and by kind of having a, a, a visual, and I think that's, you know, where the girls in the basement kind of came from. I think that, the you know, during the, the ancient times, the muses, you know, that was the way that they, they pictured them, that it worked for them. And for me, the, the girls in the basement is a really big um, imagery for me that really works. And so I find that by visualizing them that way, it kind of helps me to feel like they're they're more accessible to me. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. um, so that's that's my my number one. That's awesome. Thank I like you. that one. Thank that's you very good. Much. Yeah. My number two is to go to a writers conference or an online workshop or a chapter meeting. Just be with people who have muses too. Aha! Uh-huh. That's very good. So your muse has company. Mm-hmm. That was yeah. my number twenty. Mm-hmm. So oh, you drink. Then you drink. No. <laughs> <laughs> That's a very good one, though. Going to a writer's mm-hmm. conference is really good. Yes. Um, <clears throat> all right. So my number two is read. Mm-hmm. Um, doesn't have to be inside your genre. As a matter of fact, I, can, I can't read the genre I'm writing at the moment that I'm writing it. So if I'm mm-hmm. writing romantic comedy, I can't read romantic comedy because it just infects too much. It's too close to what I'm doing. Yeah. Um, and it totally throws me off. But the girls get inspired when you read. And reading, even reading bad books. And trust me, I read a lot of bad books. <laughs> It's part of my part-time job. Um, (laughs) (laughs) Helps you understand craft. And it really kind of gives you a feel for what it is that you both do and do not want to do. So um, so I say go out and read. Good. And that's my number five. Oh, so so I drink. (laughs) Shoot. I knew we were going to do the same stuff here. Mm -hmm. All right. Which means my number four? Yes. Well, number three, right? Uh, no, I because we already passed my number three because okay. you had it too. So we're not going to okay. double up in this All yet. Right. Mm-hmm. Uh, is to see a movie Ooh, very or good. a play mm-hmm. or the symphony or an opera or a ballet. Mm-hmm. Let someone else's muse do the work. Right. Very yeah. good. Very good. Mm-hmm. I had that as my number five. Crap. <laughs> <laughs> my number five was watch movies and TV. So mm-hmm. I think that pretty much counts. But yes, I All like right. that idea of let somebody else's yeah. muse do. See what somebody else's exactly. muse has come up with for them. That's, so that's right. Really All right, yep. my number three. I don't even know if we should keep track of the numbers anymore. <laughs> yeah, it's fifty okay. ways, but it's probably going to be like twenty-seven. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> because yeah. we've doubled I, each other. I think we have a lot of duplicates, we and we did duplicates. not look at each other's list. We didn't. We don't look so, at each other's. Yeah. List. No. <laughs> We did come up with 50 ways, just there okay. some of them are the same. Um, number Mine is a create a work environment. Um, uh-huh. And that doesn't mean slap a door and two filing cabinets and call it a desk. It means make an mm-hmm. environment, light candles, play music, put up wallpaper, paint the walls, do whatever. Design your workspace to be a place where you enjoy being. The girls like that. Mm. And, you know, and I actually have to move mine around. You know, mm-hmm. I design it for one book. And then I sort of have to rework it for another one. <laughs> 
<laughs> because I need a different atmosphere for each different book that I'm writing. So, um, so oh. I find that actually, you know, for a long time, actually, I had, I had, I literally, I swear to God, I wrote Maybe Baby and The Comeback Kiss in a walk-in closet where my mm-hmm. desk was on one side of a closet <laughs> underneath the like coat hanger, the hangers <laughs> that we had no clothes on so I could put my desk there with two filing cabinets and a door. Just a plain flat door that had never been, mm-hmm. <laughs> been used that we bought at like Home Depot for like 25 bucks. And um, <laughs> it was horrible. <laughs> it was a oh, horrible yeah. writing environment um, yeah. and didn't really work for me. So I have to tell you, I cannot stress enough how important it is that the space that you work in be a space that you feel comfortable and really good about. That's an excellent one. Well, I don't so have much. that one. Oh, good. <laughs> and I've got anyway. one that you now, now I've got one that you don't have. <gasps> Are you sure? What is it? Research. <laughs> <laughs> Are you saying I don't research? Are you research. accusing me of not researching? <laughs> You're right. I don't have it. Go ahead. I know. I knew you wouldn't. <laughs> Refill the well mm-hmm. or the basement, mm-hmm. as it may be. Right. But read new stuff. Mm-hmm. You know, learn things that you haven't learned before. Mm-hmm. Research. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Very good. Okay. Very That's good. It. I like it. All right. Yeah. All right. So my next one is pick up a hobby. Um, the girls are famous for giving us ideas while we're in the shower or driving when we're doing things that require us to occupy our hands and our eyes. My theory on this, and I may be wrong, as I often am, um, is that part of your brain that controls the hand-eye somehow blocks the girls. Mm-hmm. So um, if you get a hobby like crocheting or knitting where you can get that hand-eye part of your brain occupied, the girls can speak to you easier. Mm-hmm. I don't know if that's really true. If you try it and it works for you, definitely let me know because it's a theory. (laughs) (laughs) That was my number 22. Oh, so I have to drink Get crafty. Mm -hmm. Oh, Oh, yeah. There we go. All right. And now I've got another one that I know you don't have. Uh Uh-huh. Bake. (laughs) (laughs) I guess I'm just going to be drinking tonight. (laughs) How does baking release the girls? I don't know what it is. Make Mm -hmm. bread. Make a fancy dinner and make mm-hmm. cookies. Mm-hmm. That you know, it, it, it's something about feeding the muse. Uh-huh. Making Literally food. Feed. Yes. Her. Yes. But that's why I have exactly. such a big ass. <laughs> <laughs> it's not me. It's the fact that I'm supporting four muses on one ass. <laughs> I'm going to have a t-shirt made. <laughs> Four muses, one ass. Yes. <laughs> all right, all right. I have to stop laughing. Okay. Okay. All right. So my next one is uh-huh. change something. Sometimes skipping up your routine can inspire the girls. Drive a new route to work, buy a new lipstick, ah. change your hair. The girls like variety. It's kind of, you know, an extension of the whole cow path thing. Mm-hmm. But yeah, it is. you know, I mean, it's just doing something yeah. a little different will kind of shake things up a little bit. So Cool. Mm-hmm. I like that one. I don't have that one. All right. Uh, well, I have it kind of like in a variety of ways, but. Yeah, anyway. I know. My next one is do the laundry. <laughs> oh, my God. Clean your ho- your office. Uh-huh. Do housework. Clean the refrigerator. But only until your muse comes around. <laughs> so 
We have to put that on there. (laughs) Then you're done. (laughs) Then when she comes around, you're like, screw it. That's right, because you don't want people to get used to that, you know? (laughs) Be like, Mom, you used to do my laundry. Remember that? Yeah, I remember that. (laughs) But then my muse started talking to me. Forget it. Right. I don't have to do the laundry. It's not on my list. (laughs) All right. But I do have, however, my next one, Uh trust your muse. Sometimes you'll get something that seems really stupid. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Don't throw those ideas away. <laughs> Your muse sent it up to you for a reason, and after you've had a while to toy with it, you might be surprised at how good the bad idea really is. <laughs> <laughs> also, when you're writing, if something comes to you out of the blue, go ahead and include it, even if it doesn't mesh up with your original plan. A, ju- yes. a story is a journey. Uh, from point A to point B. And if you stick too close to point A, you might really miss out on some good stuff. Mm-hmm. So, so that's, that's very true. And, and nine it. times out of ten, you will find that later on in the book, there is a reason why you put that in there. Exactly. I know. I don't know is, why, but so, your muse knows. I mean, and that has and happened you don't. to me. That has happened. Like yeah. the maybe baby, my, my big maybe baby story, where I had uh-huh. a scene where everybody was in a room and the character of Finn, who was a bird thief, um, mm-hmm. everybody was drinking. And he said, no, I'll mm-hmm. have a glass of water. And that was it. There was no point for that in the scene. There was no reason for that in the scene. And then when I was writing the comeback kiss, which is Finn's story, I found out that he doesn't drink because he doesn't like losing control. Uh, and I didn't uh, know that at the time that I wrote Maybe Baby, but yet that's the way uh-huh. it came through. So, I mean, cool. there are things that your muse actually knows a lot more than you think that they do. Yes. The girls yes. know, so trust them. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay, so what's your next My one? next one is give your muse variety. Uh-huh, yes. Write mm-hmm. something else. Mm-hmm. Well, that's like a short story. something up. Yeah, a poem, Mm -hmm. a limerick, Mm -hmm. an essay, anything besides a novel. Very good. Yeah, Mm -hmm. let her play with something else. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So that means write something else or read something else? Yes, write something else. Oh, very cool. Write a short story, write a poem. They all require a different set of skills to Uh be able to do. Uh Something besides a novel. I like it. I like it. That's very good. Mm -hmm. Very good. I I don't think I have that. Okay. (laughs) Although I might. I don't know. (laughs) I don't remember. Um, Okay, my next one is pay attention to the details of your life and make them happy details wherever you can. This is kind of related to environment but not limited to your workspace. Um, The small details of your life, the shampoo you use, you know, the the cheese you put on that cracker, the robe you wear, the hand lotion you buy, all of these things matter actually a lot more than you would think that they do. Um, The smells, sights, textures you, you surround yourself with really do make a difference. Um, try whenever possible to make them smell, sights, textures that make you happy and comfortable. Indulge where you can and where you can't. Be creative. Sometimes just having a purring cat on your lap is, is mm-hmm. just a nice experience to have. So, I mean, there's a lot of things that, that you can do in your environment that, um, that you may not think matter. I mean, the color of the walls in mm-hmm. your in your bedroom, you know, I mean, the, the kind of, of yarn that you buy to knit with. I mean, all mm-hmm. of those things um, kind of do that. They feed all these, these sensory um, inputs that you have, and that feeds the girls. Yeah, so exactly. Mm-hmm. Cool. I like that one. Nice. All right. Mine is uh, give your muse a thrill. Ooh. Make a list of, of the actors you'd like to see play the characters of your last book. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. I 
have something close, but it's not quite the same. So okay. very good, though. I uh, like yeah. that. I like that. Uh-huh. Cast your book. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So my next one, and you're not even going to believe I have this one on there, is exercise. Uh-huh. <laughs> I hate to say this because I hate to exercise, but it does help. I don't do okay. it much, but it helps. Something mm-hmm. with the stupid endorphins, I think. Yeah. Ah, well, I have that too. Yeah. Um, as like number fifteen or whatever. Right, and, um, it, 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 but now I'm. I don't do this. Uh-huh. I'm just saying. <laughs> <laughs> I've heard exercise helps. Not that I do it. <laughs> I'm just saying. <laughs> I love it. But see, four muses, one ass. There you go. Okay. There you go. (laughs) Only one of them's working out. Okay. (laughs) All right. What's your next one? (laughs) Uh, My next one is spend hours on iTunes picking out music for your next book. Yes. My exact, my next one is build a soundtrack for your story. Ah, Exact same one. Yeah. For every book, I create a soundtrack of songs that fit the energy Mm -hmm. I'm looking for. The girls really respond to that. I listen to it over and over and over again while I'm writing and it brings me to the right place I need to be to work on that story. So I think that that's actually really good. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Okay. Okay. So now um, I'm next. Okay. (laughs) Respect your process. Pantser, plotter, uh, whatever. When you try to wedge uh-huh. your round creativity into a square hole, you shut mm. down the girls. Be willing to try new things. Don't beat yourself up for who you are. Very good. I like that there one. There you go. I think I like that, that when, you, when you embrace your process, you kind of allow the girls to give you what they need to give you in order for mm-hmm. your process to work. So, Cool. Mm-hmm. My next one is spend hours on the internet looking for pictures of your next hero and heroine. <laughs> <laughs> I just did this yesterday. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, I yeah. I completely understand. Uh-huh. <laughs> That's a good one. Uh-huh. All right. My next one, accept writer's block. Sometimes mm. you're not writing because you're lazy. In those cases, get off your ass and get to work. <laughs> yes. But sometimes you just need time to let the story steep. On those days, do other things. Do your laundry. Exercise, even, if you're really desperate. Mm. Unless the girls... <laughs> cook something up for you in the back of your mind you'd be amazed at how much gets done while you're doing other things Mm -hmm. so Mm -hmm. there you go cool Mm -hmm. my next one is spend hours on iStock photo looking for new images for your website (laughs) (laughs) iStockphoto.com have we we recommended that once you did oh yeah we did yes iStockphoto.com is fabulous and you can really you can get a lot of that visual input Yes, your, and I'm um, a very visual writer, so a lot the of visual are. thing mm-hmm. is really important to me. Do you do me, the collages? So, yeah. You don't build collages, yes. do you? Yes. <laughs> next one. It's my next one. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> I take it back. My next one is wine. <laughs> Gee, I have that one, too. <laughs> All right, we both drink on that one. A little wine frees the spirit. Yes. <laughs> and the girls. Yes. And a lot of wine just makes for good podcasting. I think. That's true. So, <laughs> that is very true. A virtual clink to you and I'm drinking. 
Uh-huh. And my next one is to make a pot. Uh, a a collage. collage. There you go. A collage, <laughs> which I look at as the muse in motion. Right. Mm-hmm. Isn't that cool? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it is. I mean, honestly, I spent the other day um, working on getting pictures of my actors who are like kind mm-hmm. of the placeholders for my characters and mm-hmm. building a collage. And um, I really, it, it, it's it's a day of work. I mean, it really it is, is because you get into the story. It's kind of a way to, to give you access to your story, especially when you're feeling kind of blocked or you're not, you know, mm. you're not quite there, you know, yeah. building the soundtrack, building the collage, that is work and that gets you into yes. the story. So that's all yes. good stuff. All right. My next one is people watch. Spend a day at the mall watching people and the girls make up stories about them. Try to figure out okay. what is going on. Yeah? Swe- I swear to God, yeah. this is number 17. <laughs> Go to... Listen, go to the mall and people watch. Oh, no. Pretend every person has their own story. Oh, my God. We are so alike. That's kind of scary. We're like sisters. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so I drink on that one. All right. Mine is, my next one is take a class. Uh-huh. Something new that you've never tried before. Ooh, very good. No muse required. Mm-hmm. Very good. Yeah. I like something that. that doesn't require you muse, just something else. I took cake decorating. <gasps> cake. Oh, I oh, love that. It was fascinating. I, I loved love that. it. Did I tell you? I have an idea about a cake decorator. I'm going to have to talk to you. Yeah? I'm going to have to talk cool. to you about okay. that. Yeah. Cool. Okay. Yeah, cool. Um, yeah. I know how to decorate. <laughs> <laughs> My next one is hang out with other writers. No one yeah. understands bringing out the muse the way that other writers do. And there's this. Absolutely. This, it's kind of a, you know, I've, I've often said, and I'm sure other people have said it too, is that writing is just a mental illness that we get paid for. Because, <laughs> <laughs> you know, when you talk about you hear voices in your head, and I mean, you do. Yeah. Like, you, you know, do. I don't know if I literally hear the voices, but I mean, I have like the scene going on in my head and. The people mm. are acting it out, and I'm, it's like watching a TV show, and I have to write it down. And it's a very special brand of crazy that only other writers mm-hmm. can appreciate. And if you're around <laughs> other people who are the same brand of crazy, then you feel a little more normal. And that brings the girls yeah. out. So that's good. Mm-hmm. Yeah. There you go. There you go. My next one is critique someone else. Ooh. I don't think that needs the muse. Yeah. The editor, perhaps. But right. I don't know if it requires your muse to be involved. But I think it may bring but out it your is. muse. I mean, it's kind of like when, yes. you're, when you're actively involved in helping someone else with their story. And how wonderful is that? To be oh. like, oh, fix this, fix that. This needs work. Oh, blah, blah. And then you just, you know, leave it to them. I and they know. have to do all the work. <laughs> <laughs> it's wonderful. I tell you. <laughs> As a matter of fact, I believe I just did that for hmm, you, you did. today. Didn't I? Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Meanwhile, she's weeping, and I'm like, ah, la, la, la. oh gosh, yes, that's an actual good one. Okay, my next okay. one is procrastinate. <laughs> Everything we mentioned in Fifty Ways to Procrastinate. Procrastinating is such a great way to bring out the curls. This is why we do it so it much because it's productive, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. And I think this next one of mine actually kind of goes with that. Yeah. It, it is online Scrabble oh. or Bubble Shooter or <laughs> Spider Solitaire. And those are. Those are necessary. I'm sorry, they but are. they just are. They work the other side of your brain. Right. Exactly. They do. Exactly. Yes. So when other exactly. people are doing that stuff, they're just farting around. When we're doing it, we're mm. working. Exactly. <laughs> we're balancing our brain cells. I love this job. <laughs> All right, my next one, get a uh-huh. crush. 
Nothing gets the girls in motion like a nice, safe celebrity crush. <laughs> I myself chose Colin Firth. Got an entire book out of that guy. Also good, oh. Jason Doring, who is Logan on Veronica Mars, for those of you who've Matt been watching Damon. That. Oh, Matt Damon. Matt John Damon. Krasinski from The Office, who I've told uh-huh. you is, is my new big crush. Vigo. Oh, Vigo. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> Lord of the Rings. Oh, my gosh. Yes. The crush doesn't have to be on a real guy. And Stuart is using Reno from the Final Fantasy games for her inspiration for Ah, one of her heroes. And he is hot. I've read some of that, Mm -hmm. and it's really good. (laughs) So be creative, but get crushing. It's very important. Mm -hmm. It is. And they're totally harmless. Your husband won't mind. Yes. <laughs> Unless you like say their name, you know, you at know, certain the wrong time, but whatever. <laughs> <Or two months. laughs> then it's bad. Okay. <laughs> I'm just saying. <laughs> Dear God. <laughs> My next one is paint, like Ooh. walls and ceilings. Oh, yes. You know, yes, yes. House Home projects. Mm-hmm. Things that give you instant gratification. Right. Mm-hmm. Because we all know how long it takes to write a novel. Oh, yes. Mm-hmm. It takes a long time. It does. Mm-hmm. But you do stuff, and you walk by, and you make, it makes you feel good. Yes. That you did that, that you got it done, mm-hmm. and that, you know. And yeah. you can build that so, yeah. into your whole, you know, defining your workspace, working yeah, in your environment. The colors exactly. of your walls, what's very on your important. walls, having art on your walls, anything. It's mm-hmm. very important stuff. All the, yes. everything you surround yourself with. It's very good. Okay. Yep. Mine is kind of close to your research thing, mm-hmm. <laughs> except it's not really research. Read <laughs> nonfiction or watch documentaries. Um, I ah. can't tell you how many surprising real life stories have sparked the girls for me. Oh, yeah. Um, as a matter of fact, it was, uh, I was listening to um, This American Life, which is a radio mm-hmm. show. It's kind of like a... Um, a feature story radio show on um, on PBS, and it's uh, uh, yeah the, the NPR NPR not PBS mm-hmm. is TV NPR is radio. I'll drink anyway. Um, so this American Life is this fabulous radio show, and um, I listened to it, and they had this story about these um, people that would put on weddings for Alzheimer's patients, mm-hmm. and that it would you know improve the morale for the Alzheimer's patients, even though they didn't know the people were getting married, and they were just pretending to get married and everything. And yeah. I actually use that as my opening for maybe baby because I thought that was so interesting so there's a lot of things that I've gotten from um from nonfiction books and from documentaries I'm huge I love documentaries love documentaries so um so I mean there's a lot of things that you can get in there from real life that um that kind of takes you out of your mindset where you are and you learn more new things so Mm -hmm. and that is more amazing than fiction oh yes I mean a lot of times history that's why you can't use I mean so many people like they write something in fiction you're like this isn't believable they're like but it really happened I'm like doesn't make it believable I know. You know, that's, that's I know. Like it's the crazy. First thing you have to beat it's out of crazy. people. It's just because it happened yeah. in real life doesn't make it believable. Yeah. So right. uh, you have to be very careful with that. But it does it does mm-hmm. really inspire the girls. Mm-hmm. Okay. Cool. My next one is to meditate. Ooh, that's a good it's one. a great way mm-hmm. to connect with your inner muse. I like that. I love it. It's very relaxing. It mm-hmm. just kind of relax. It puts you in a good place. Mm-hmm. In a very like um, kind of like an accepting. Mm-hmm. Uh, mode mm-hmm. where you're we're actually able to take in and accept different weird right. ideas mm-hmm. and stuff like that yeah that's very yeah. good i like mm-hmm. that i like that meditation Thanks. is good it's one of those yeah. things like exercise <laughs> yeah <laughs> that i would really like to do more often <laughs> but i don't um my next one is collaborate 
<laughs> okay. Ah. I never would have thought in a million years that collaborating would have sparked the girls the way that it has. Mm-hmm. But I've been working on Dogs and Goddesses with Ann Stewart and Jennifer Cruzy, fabulous, fabulous writers. And oh, yeah. um, the collaboration itself has sparked so much. It, it has made... I mean, all the other projects I've been working on since I started doing this collaboration mm-hmm. have just really sparked and gone really well. So I think that it, it just, there's something about that, that brainstorming with other people and working on something. So, you know, even if it's something that you're not going to publish, that you're not ever going to, you know, it's just a story that you want to talk about, um, you know, get a couple of girlfriends together, do a writer improv. The writer improv mm-hmm. is fabulous. I love when we do those, even when we suck yeah. it, like last week. <laughs> Even when it's totally blue, Um, which we have to redo someday. But (laughs) But, I mean, there's so many, you know, there's so many ideas that just get flowing and you get so excited about it. It's really, Mm -hmm. it's a rush. It's a huge rush. So do writer improv, even if it's something you're, you know, you never plan on collaborating or you're going to actually collaborate and publish a novel. It doesn't matter. I mean, just the experience of collaborating with people and building a story together is unbelievable Mm -hmm. as far as, as waking up the girls. I think it's one of the most powerful things that you can do. Cool, mm-hmm. cool. And we do that also when we're talking about plot. We call each other and we're like, I right. got a problem or I talk about a character right. or whatever. So we work out everything. It always helps. Yeah. Together. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I mean, it really, yeah. it's it's fabulous to have a, a writer friend there to do all that brainstorming with. Mm-hmm. Yes. My next one is to get dirty. Ooh. Garden. <laughs> <laughs> I thought you were going somewhere else with that. It is something about working in dirt. Uh-huh. That is very relaxing and very grounding. It, yeah. it is uh-huh. the smell and the feel of of moist soil right. and you know planting stuff and letting right. it grow is mm-hmm. is very good for the muse. Very healthy. I like yeah. that. I like that. That's yeah. very good. I'll do that next yeah. year. <laughs> Add that to my list. Um, my next one is indulge in an old favorite. The Lord of the uh-huh. Rings, The Princess Bride, Buffy, books, movies, TV, whatever. Um, really great stories, the classics, the things that, that really get you down will give you juice and just get your mm-hmm. your muses going. I mean, I watch that five-hour <laughs> Pride and Prejudice <laughs> with Colin God. Firth at least twice a year. And I always, <laughs> I always knit something when I'm doing it. So I've got that whole thing going on. And it's fabulous for me. I love it. And the Lord of the yeah. Rings. I mean, oh, my oh, gosh. I mean, God. the book or the movie. You know, yeah. I mean, either way. It's just an and then the, And fabulous. then they came out with the extended version. So you could literally oh, I don't watch six the hours. Oh, I don't watch the regular just, ones. I have the extended oh, versions. And I want I, – I haven't done this yet, but I really want to do a day, an entire day mm-hmm. where we just watch Lord of the Rings all day long. Yeah. You know, I'm not even so cool. a sci-fi fantasy type person. <laughs> and yet, I'm like, you're a biggest fan, and I love Lord of the Rings. I don't know what's up with that. And Buffy. And Buffy. Joss Sweden. Oh, yeah. Uh, good stories are good stories. It doesn't matter what genre they're in. That's right. Mm-hmm. That's right. Okay. Now, how many do you have left? I have three more. Okay. I only have two more. Okay. Okay. Um, my other one is to drink wine. Oh, yeah. Um. I had no, my I first one that. was to drink. Yeah, I know. My first one was to drink wine on the air. My second <laughs> one is to drink wine off the air because my muse also likes that. <laughs> she appreciates it. That's funny. Okay, I'm done. <laughs> my next one is uh, eat really good chocolate. Because <laughs> at the at the end of 
the 25 list, I was like, okay, we got to get this podcast going. I'm just going to make oh, some Oh, chocolate. Yes. Uh, my other one is one word, Cheetos. <laughs> Again, four muses, one ass. And also, my last one is do a podcast. Oh, well, that's my <laughs> last one. It says, my <laughs> last one is. 25. <laughs> my last one is amuse your muse. Do a podcast. <laughs> good 50 ways they were too. they were very good yes all right well we've now completed the longest sea block we've ever done it is time for more wine we're gonna take a quick break to refill and we'll be right back oh, man. <laughs> for 29 years carly mckay has known that her mother was never coming back her father was never going to file for divorce. Her little sister was never going to grow up and that psychics were full of crap. This year, all that changes. From award-winning author Lonnie Diane Rich comes The Fortune Quilt, a heartwarming story about family, psychics, love, and quilts, and what happens when they all collide at once. Publishers Weekly calls The Fortune Quilt vibrant. Kirkus Reviews calls it beguiling, and you can call it yours if you just head on down to your local bookstore because it's available now. Pick up your copy today. Thanks for coming back. I'm Lonnie Diane Rich. And I'm Samantha Graves. And this is We'll Write for Wine, the D-Block, <laughs> the second run. <laughs> because we just did this whole thing, and I wasn't recording. <laughs> I hate when that happens. I know. <laughs> Want to win some great prizes? Yes, I do. <laughs> Good. Head on down to WoolRifleWine.com and give us some damn feedback. Mm-hmm. <laughs> We're looking for questions, wine suggestions, or just general commentary on the show, which you can do now in the comment section because it's working. Yeah. Each month, all eligible entries will go into a wine bucket. At the end of the month, we'll pull a name out of the bucket to win a fabulous prize. Yes. For August, we have two signed CDs from Will Write for Wine's own BFF, Adrian Pierce. <laughs> Yay. Yay! The CDs are Small Fires and Fault Line Amazing Music by a very talented lady. Yes. Thank you, Adrian, for the great prize this month. Mm-hmm. All you have to do to enter is send us an email at feedback at willwriteforwine.com or comment on our website now that you can. Right. <laughs> <laughs> we will announce the August winner at our first September show, so send in your comments and suggestions now. Right. And up next, we have the weekly weigh-in. So oh, that's pretty good. This week. <laughs> Well, I worked on a proposal, but mm-hmm. I'm not so sure it's going to work. Yeah. You know, sometimes it happens, you know, you work on it and you're like, you know, mm-hmm. it, it just will not come together. Yeah. So, um, so, and you were kind enough to critique it for me and everything. So and crush all your hopes and dreams. <laughs> no. <laughs> no, I just realized I noticed that I needed that you more decided time. to throw it out after you got my feedback. <laughs> You're like, ah, screw it. No, but you know what? I think it just, it's one of those things that needs more time. Right. right. So like Mm -hmm. three months from now or, you know, two weeks from now, I could say, oh, I know what it needs. I know what I need. But right now it's just not there. It's still in formation. I know I have a book that I wrote five years ago. It was Mm -hmm. before I wrote Time Up for Good Behavior. And, um, And it's this book that I love, but which sucks. 
mm-hmm. unfortunately. But I really want to use those characters somehow. So I always am in, like, always in, way in the back of my head, no matter what I'm working on, I'm always trying to, like, rework that story. And I know yeah. someday, someday I'm going to make that story work. You're right. You're right. <laughs> but it's just not going to happen yeah. now. <laughs> well, now's not the time. So I'm going to start working on another one. Oh, good for you. Yeah. All right. Well, for me, I had to hop out of one book and uh, into another. Very hard to do. Which is a, the transition. I, I had completely got into the zone of the next book I'm working on. And then mm-hmm. I had to pull out of it because I got to do a little more work on another one that I've got in, in um, you know, kind of out there right now. And yeah. uh, so I, it's just been a weird transitional kind of week for me. So I spent the week, you know, kind of feeding my girls. I did a lot of knitting, a lot of movie watching, that sort of thing. Yeah. Um, I should be ready to get some actual work <laughs> done soon. <laughs> you know, and well, I have to say, it's been months. Yeah, but I've it's also been the summer done. and the kids are home. And I it know. just, you just can't get as, as much done as you'd like. And there was the Yeah. You know, I yep. know. But, I mean, that's the thing about writing, though. You're working even when you don't have anything tangible to show for exactly. it. Exactly. And you're I, always I feel at the like office. a slacker. Yeah. But you're always <laughs> yeah. at the office. So right, because it's, it's in your head. Yeah. I know. Mm-hmm. I need yeah. a drink. Anyway. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. And now it's time for this week's Random Etc. Mm-hmm. Where we do whatever we feel like because it's our show. <laughs> this week, we chose our favorite muses. Right. Isn't that cool? Yeah. So, Lonnie, like what is, who's your favorite muse? Well, this may come as a big shock to mm-hmm. you, I realize, mm-hmm. but my favorite muse is Thalia, the muse of comedy. <laughs> <laughs> and pastoral poetry. Oh, yeah. I can't forget that. Terrible mm-hmm. poet and not really big on the whole farm thing, so <laughs> we'll just gloss over that. <laughs> anyway, I love Thalia because she's all about the good times, the fun, the happy endings, and that's what I like to write about. There's mm-hmm. a lot of really fun fabulous literature out there about Mm -hmm. the the hard stuff um but i'm here for people who want to laugh while they're crying there you go also thalia was one of the three graces also known Mm. as the three charities i've always liked threes anyway thalia is the youngest she represents mirth which i like a lot and as if she didn't have enough roles thalia was also the goddess of banquets in this context her name means abundant or rich which i think is pretty cool that's very cool. Right. That's so cool. I know. Mm-hmm. All right. And no surprise, I picked Urania, mm-hmm. the muse of astronomy, astrology, and universal love. Uh-huh. Yeah. Her name means heavenly. Mm-hmm. And Urania is so named because she raises her disciples to heavenly heights. Mm-hmm. Among her other talents, she can foretell the future by the position of the stars Mm -hmm. and those who are most concerned with a philosophy and the heavens are dearest to her Uh and I picked this one you know I read them all but I like this one because it sounds very spiritual yet grounded in the universe Mm -hmm. and um, and I also like the whole cool premonition superpower thing I think it really works for you. I think I it like does. her too. I yeah. think she's very cool. All right. Yep. Well, I think yep. that that takes care of this week's random, etc. And mm-hmm. now it's time for a refill. <laughs> I don't know about you, <laughs> but I can really use another drink. So we'll be right back. And yeah, I was recording that time. If a half-hour week of Lonnie and Sam isn't enough for you, we've got some suggestions. First, there's LiteraryChicks.com, where Lonnie blogs with fellow writers and hilarious gals, Michelle Kuna. Whitney Gaskell, Eileen Rindall, Alicia Holiday, and Beth Kendrick. Every month brings new special guest authors and new giveaways, so stop on by. 
For more Sam, go ahead and click your way on over to SamanthaGraves.com. She's got the latest news, contests, and some great giveaways. There are also links to her blog, her MySpace page, which you got to go there, and the website for her alter ego, C.J. Barry, author of award-winning futuristic romances. So be sure to check out LiteraryChicks.com and SamanthaGraves.com for more from the girls. Well, it's time for last call here on Well Read for Wine. Thanks for hanging out with us. Be sure to send your wine suggestions to us at feedback at wellwriteforwine.com or in the comments on the website. Mm-hmm. Send good wine suggestions to me, Sam. Send cheap wine suggestions to Lonnie. Me. <laughs> also, don't miss our cool Cafe Press store where you can get mm-hmm. all sorts of fun Will Write for Wine merchandise. Be the coolest cat on your block with a Will Write for Wine shirt or apron or hat. The link can be found on the right-hand column at the website, willwriteforwine.com. Yes. And don't forget to vote for us on Podcast Alley. Your votes count new every month, so if you voted in July, you can vote again. And you can review us on iTunes. Right. And you can also spread the word by joining in our new contest, the Word (laughs) of the Blog. (laughs) The Word of Blog Contest. Um, let's you uh, mention us on your website or your blog. Send us a link to your page at feedback at willwriteforwine.com, and we'll put you in a special drawing for a very special prize, which is a character in my next book named for you. How cool is that? <laughs> not one, but two. Yes, two books that I'm working on right now. So you could be in either one. So go ahead and mention us on your blog and send us the link, and then we will go ahead and put you in the drawing. That's so cool. Mm-hmm. That's so cool. And next week's show is on comedy. What makes funny funny? <laughs> I'm sorry, it's already funny. <laughs> Analyzing comedy is funny, funny stuff. It is. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And we have a few funny stories to share. Mm-hmm. Yes, so it'll be a lot of fun. All right. And remember, every email you send us gets you an entry in this month's giveaway, so send them on in. Right. So until next time, this is Lonnie. And this is Sam saying, if you can't write for money, (laughs) then write for wine. (laughs) (laughs) Bye. Happy camp, (laughs) Radnum. We'll Write for Wine is brought to you every week by Lonnie Diane Rich and Samantha Graves. Visit us at willwriteforwine.com where you can find show notes, news about what we're up to, and sign up for email notification when a new show is available. And don't forget to friend us on MySpace at myspace.com slash Music provided by the good folks at the Podsafe Music Network. Music.podshow.com If you enjoyed the podcast, please tell your friends. Go vote for us on Podcast Alley. Leave a glowing review in iTunes. Just send us a note. Really, we'll take pretty much anything. Because aside from wine and writing, we don't have a lot going on here at Will Write for Wine. And whenever you vote, leave a nice comment. We get very, very happy. So take a minute out of your day and make our whole week. Thanks for joining us. We'll see you here next time on Will Write for Wine. It's not morning anymore, so I have a diet cola and another diet cola. But then I'm feeling fine and I'm feeling pretty sharp and I'm feeling pretty wired and I'm getting things done. But right about two, I get this little tiny migraine. It starts by my eyes and it moves to the back of my neck and it moves to the bottom of my spine.